All right. Good morning, Arkansas. Your morning show is on the radio. Good morning, Kelly Perry. Good morning, Brandon Baxter. Here we are. Today's Wednesday. It's March the 9th of 2022. It's National Registered Dietitian Nutritionist Day. Mm, I need to talk to one of those. <laughs> the bad thing is I kind of know what to do. I just don't I do know, it. Me too. National Crab Meat Day. Yum. National Get Over It Day. Basically, this is if something's weighing you down and you can't get over something, get over it today. Hmm. Sometimes that might be easier said than done. <laughs> National Meatball Day today. National Barbie Day. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't have. I don't think I had any Barbies growing up. I had Jim and the Holograms, but I did not collect not Barbie? Barbies. No. Was that was that the blue light special at Kmart when your dad worked there? Probably. Yes. All right. So. I got the fake Barbies. That's good. My sister got the real ones, <laughs> and I would play with those too, but kind of under the radar. You know. Yeah. Because my buddy Joe would have really picked on me if he knew I played with the Barbies. Of course, I would play with them, and they would be like the valets to my wrestling action figures, but. Oh, you wouldn't like play family, like have a G.I. Joe figure married to Bar- to Barbie? Well, G.I. Joe's real small compared to the well, size of Barbie. To, you have to have a good imagination. Oh, I didn't have a good imagination. Oh, okay. <laughs> so, uh, also <laughs> last night I was all excited I was going to make uh, my chicken fettuccine Alfredo again. Oh. For the second time, it didn't turn out good. Really? Uh, the first time I tried the Instant Pot and that really frustrated me. So then I thought, I'm going to go all in depth. And I was pretending like I was like the pioneer woman on Food Network, right? I'm like, oh, oh here's what I do. And here's what I do. Family. And here's what I do. And it didn't turn out that great. I would have loved to see Kai and Leslie with the first bite. Because I know after you cook, you uh-huh. like to watch. You like to see everybody mm. eat your masterpiece. So like, what did they do? I wanted praise. <laughs> And I didn't get praise. <laughs> I don't know if you get that a lot from them. No, I don't think I get that much from anybody, but that's my life, oh, y'all. Oh, Brandon. That's my story, and I'm sticking to it. Charlie Brown over there. Brandon Baxter in the morning. All right, Arkansas news this morning. Great news if you're an officer. We told you the other day that uh, the state of Arkansas was looking at paying officers a one-time payment, and Governor Hutchinson actually signed that. Which is a great deal. Yeah. So it's going to be $5,000 one-time payments to city and county law enforcement. Mm-hmm. And then they're also going to be giving uh, one-time payments to state troopers of 2000 bucks. That's awesome. Anytime I hear about people that are getting raises that have to deal with people and all kinds of people on a daily basis and it's not a thankful, you don't get thanked a lot, it makes me happy. And I think of police officers, I think of um, healthcare workers, I think of teachers. Yep. I love that. Yeah, so again, this is uh, for officers around Arkansas. It's something like a $50 million deal to take care of those uh, people who do that, who put their lives out there, mm-hmm. who leave their families to go and protect us and keep yeah. us safe. Uh, and the wild thing about that is, is you know, we're going to look at that and be like, oh my gosh, they're so lucky. But in so many ways, they go out and put their lives on the line for less income than so many others. Yes. You know, you go into that profession as a passion Mm -hmm. because you want to help people and help your community. So that's a big deal for officers around the state. Also, a big shout out to our friends at the Truman PD. They have a new officer (gasps) who just happens to be a dog. It's a four-year-old Springer Spaniel. Shout out to Koozie this morning, who's the newest member of the force over there in Truman. Uh, Koozie's job is to detect narcotics. Aww. So Kelly, drive far away from okay, Truman. Okay, okay. <laughs> That's uncalled for. <laughs> me and that Springer Spaniel would be best friends. Kelly's going to have to drive through Harrisburg to get okay, to Memphis from this point Brandon. forward. <laughs> no, but that's cool, though. These dogs are so smart. And we look at our dogs and we're like, man, this dog's over here eating poop. Right. And this right. dog over here is over here trying to find drugs. Right. I know. 
So. Don't tell your dogs about it. It may make them feel bad. Uh, yeah, I don't want them to be envious of the new yeah. canine in Truman. So shout out to our friends at Truman PD and John Redman over there. Uh, good people in Truman. Brandon Baxter in the morning. Some people say you should marry for love. Some people say you should marry for money. Hmm. <laughs> Let me tell you the story. Uh, NFL related. A couple things related to the NFL that are kind of like pop culture type stuff. The owner of the New England Patriots, uh-huh. Robert Kraft. Probably seen him on TV, right? Oh, he, Robert. He's up there with Brady and Belichick, or at least he used to be. You've probably seen him for years, right? Mm-hmm. He's 80 years old now. Okay. And he's engaged to his 47-year-old girlfriend, mm-hmm. who happens to be a doctor. So congratulations to them. Yeah. This was all revealed by our friend Tommy Hilfiger, who revealed this at, <laughs> at an event that was thrown in Palm Beach, Florida. So... That's pretty cool. Uh, yeah, it's cool. 80 and 47. Lots in common there. What is that? 33 years apart. Whoa. So let's go ahead and take uh, your age, Kelly. Say you're going to marry somebody 33 years different. <clears throat> do you see yourself married to someone who's 77? No, I am sorry. I do not. All right. So I'm that's... trying to think of a 77-year-old. Uh, Harrison Ford. He, I can see you married to him. I'm trying to think of the older ones. I don't know. Robert Redford, probably a little bit older than that. Yeah, yeah. So... Anyway, that's one of the All NFL right. stories. Uh, there's also the story on Russell Wilson being traded from the Seahawks to the Broncos. That's a big story mm-hmm. because with him goes Sierra and her goodies and her one-two wonder- step. I was about to say she'll take one-two step. And then Aaron Rodgers, uh, the talk is is he's, is he's going to stay with the Green Bay Packers. You know, He's had this whole deal where he's talked about leaving and walking away or was he going to retire? And he mm-hmm. was like the M- MVP of the NFL last season. So the talk is the initial talk. And he's denied the numbers, but the talk was he signed a four-year, $200 million deal for four years with $153 million guaranteed. Wow. He's come out to say the numbers aren't all the way accurate, but I'm going to tell you, Uh, they're probably accurate. They don't want to let him go. Man. And that's a fortune. That's also good for his on and off again girlfriend, Shailene Woodley. Yeah, and I guess they're trying it back again. Yes, they were spotted together yesterday. So they kind of had a, a small little, I guess, uh, momentary blip mm-hmm. yep. in their relationship. And we're about to go their separate ways. And I'm not sure which one wanted the other one back. Maybe they both felt the need. Yeah. But anyway, some NFL stories right there. But those were kind of uh, topical. An 80-year-old, hmm. a 47-year-old, $200 million for Aaron Rodgers. I believe I've picked the wrong profession. <laughs> yeah. Can I profess this is the wrong profession this morning? You may. That is my profession. Thank no. you. Is that a profession? Confession? Confession of this profession, I guess. <laughs> Let's throw one back on this day in country music with Brandon Baxter in the morning. So the year was 2009, and Toby Keith had the number one song in country music on this day. She's a rebel child and a preacher's daughter. She was baptized in dirty water. Thirteen years ago today, Toby Keith and God Lover, number one on this day in 2009. Brandon Baxter in the morning. 
All right, doing it big on a Wednesday morning. It's March the 9th, and y'all, as always, Kelly Perry. Well, she's got three words for you. Good morning, Arkansas! This is Country Music News on Brandon Baxter in the Morning. All right, Country Music News today on Marin Morris. I drove circles her new song. It's called Circles Around This Town. That's her current radio single. And Maren Morris has her album, Humble Quest, which comes out March the 25th. So just a couple of weeks away. It's what, uh, two weeks from Friday that comes out. Maren's also released a whole bunch of tour dates with some within a driving distance from us, including Atlanta in June. In July, there's Kansas City. August has St. Louis. Maybe you want to go to, to uh, Dallas in October or December. Back in Nashville. But Marin Morris on tour, and you can find out more at MarinMorris.com or on her social media. We have country music news today on Parker McCollum. So why are you always angry? Why are you always quiet? Why do you sleep long when I know you don't like it? So Parker is still coming down from the high of winning the 2022 ACM Male Artist of the Year, but also... In a little under three weeks, Parker's getting married. Parker confirmed that he is marrying Hallie Ray Light on March 21st. It's on a Monday. But recently, Parker was asked if, if he had a, a special song for their first dance, and he does. Parker McCollum will be spending his new bride to I Cross My Heart by the King of Country, George Strait. I cross my heart and promise to. That's a good one. So lots going on for Parker McCollum, but congratulations to him and his soon-to-be wife, Hallie. I have a better idea for his first song, though. I really do. I think this is a good one. Probably it really signifies most marriages. <laughs> what? Don't tell Parker that. What? It's a joke. It's only a joke. didn't find out himself. It's a joke. <laughs> and country music news today on Hardy. So Hardy, songwriter of the year at the ACMs, congratulations to him. He said he cried more when Morgan Wallen won album of the year than he did when he won songwriter because it meant so much to Morgan to have the comeback. But while Hardy was in Vegas, he did okay. He made 20,000 bucks. He's a roulette player. And I guess he had one of those games and he left Vegas $20,000 richer. We don't know what he was betting with, what he started Mm -hmm. with, but that's uh, Hmm. 20K up. Not a bad weekend for Hardy in Las Vegas. That's your country music news on Arkansas's morning show. This is Brandon Baxter in the morning. She's a walking, talking encyclopedia. Here's Kelly Perry's Did You Know on Brandon Baxter in the morning. Did you know the world's smallest mammal is the bumblebee bat? They're 29 to 33 millimeters in length, and they only weigh two grams. Oh, my goodness. You should get Kai one. Oh, those would be great. Easy yeah. to keep, too. Mm-hmm. Did you know, in 1965, a Senate report predicted we would be working just 14 hours a week by the year 2000 oh. because technology would make everything so much easier. Boy, we got that <laughs> wrong by about a million times. And did you know, the first three digits of your social security number can't be 666. It's banned. Really? Yeah. Huh. Surprising. I know. And if you didn't know, now you know. Brandon Baxter in the morning.
Man, music, right? It brings you alive. It makes you feel things. It yes. makes you want to dance. It makes you want to sing. Yes. I was making my failed dinner last night, and I decided to turn off the television and play some music. So what happens when I play music? It seems like everybody else in the house wants to leave. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I get that. Because I kind of get a little bit fired up in it. You know what I'm saying? Uh-huh, yeah. So can I run through some of the stuff I was listening to? Yes, I can't L- wait. A little bit of Morgan Wallen. It's all in there. Then I switched over to a little bit of Restless Heart. What? Yeah. That's a good one, right? Then I did, you know, I kind of go in my order here. I went some REO Speedwagon. Oh, yeah. So I was fired up. Dinner's over and I sit down. I have control of the TV because I'm the only one in there. And I start going back through the ACMs, right? Because I wanted to watch a couple of things again. I'm going to say it and it might not be the most popular thing I've ever said. I don't know. It shouldn't be controversial because I guess it's just an opinion piece. But okay, I watched Kelly Clarkson do her tribute to Dolly Parton again. I will always love you. Mm-hmm. She might have done the best version I've ever heard. She's really good. So, and like, you know, Whitney Houston's version, amazing. Yeah. Dolly Parton's version, amazing. But I'm sitting there and Leslie and Kai had come into the room and Kelly's up there on the TV. And you know something's good when everybody kind of gets quiet and they start paying attention. Yeah. And we all started paying attention. And then I noticed that something was happening with my face. Was <laughs> Kelly, I got a little tear in my eye. Oh, I thought you were going to say that your mouth was open. Like you were just kind of watching like, oh. No, I mean, it kind of teared me up yeah. a little bit because it was so, so pretty. Uh, Kelly Clarkson, if you missed it, see, see what you think of this. This is a live version. You know what I'm saying? The whole thing's amazing. And I got quiet, and I guess Leslie knew at that point that maybe I kind of had myself in my feels a little bit. Can I Can I guess what she said? What? Are you crying? <laughs> she didn't say it. <laughs> I could tell by the way she looked at me she was thinking that. Did you just tear up? And then I went back and I showed them Carly Pierce and Ashley McBride, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because I thought they killed it as well. It was one of my favorites. And again, Ashley McBride, Arkansas girl, went to Arkansas State. I never wanted to be that girl. This is again from the ACS. I never wanted to hate myself. I thought this kind of lonely only happened. And just to be honest, like Kai's probably, it's probably not his favorite song when he hears it on the radio. Just, you know, it's right. one of those deals. But last night when they were performing it and the way they were engaged with each other as we watched that as a family, mm-hmm. he didn't say a word. Yeah. And I'm like, man, if you can grab a 12-year-old I know. with a song like that, that's pretty good. Uh, but then I got stuck on the rabbit hole of Eric Church. Yes. Because the medley that he did where he played basically a little snippet of so many of his biggest mm-hmm. hits was amazing. Here's a little bit of it. We ain't for everybody. Folks hanging off a ledge. Like we got nothing to do. So he goes through and does all these different songs. So then I started going to 
medleys, right? Yeah. Because he, when he's in concert, he does all these medleys of different songs. Like he did Danger Zone, Tiny Dancer. Yeah. Uh, My Heroes Have Always Been Cowboys. And he'll just go song to song. I was mesmerized <laughs> by him. And he's playing Arkansas in just a couple of weeks. I know. March 26th at Simmons Bank Arena in North Little Rock. That's going to be an awesome show. Mm-hmm. I'm looking for an excuse to go. Uh, you should go. Because that's like, I think I'm into that. Yeah. And I think I would love every mm-hmm. bit of it. So. Anyway, it's Eric Church. He's going to be in North Little Rock. We have the info on our website if you want to check it out this morning at kfine.com, kfin.com. I know this sounds crazy. Believe me, I know it. It's crazy. That sounds kind of crazy. You must be crazy. And people are crazy. A 71-year-old man in Michigan named Jesse pleaded no contest to hatching an absurd scheme in May of 2020, early in the pandemic. Jesse planned to steal a helicopter from the Coast Guard, then go to a local hospital, free all the COVID-19 patients, quarantine the doctors and nurses, and then shoot up the place. Oh my gosh. It's unclear why he wanted to release the hospital patients and he didn't specify whether or not he'd let them bring their ventilators with them. Wow. He also planned to steal ambulances from the hospital, maybe to help with the getaway. But a big part of the plan involved guns and he had had one with him when he got caught. He also assaulted a police officer and he's also legally blind. Oh my god. So not goodness. sure how all of that would have worked out. But Jesse lucked out. He was initially hit with a bunch of charges, including multiple felonies, but he got everything dropped except for one count of possessing a loaded firearm and will be sentenced in May. Speaking of planning to steal a helicopter, my life is a lot like a helicopter. Really? I have no idea how to operate a helicopter. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> and there's even more proof that people are crazy. Brandon Baxter in the morning. And Kelly Perry, I have one question for you. Are you ready to celebrate some local people? Let's do it. Let's do the birthdays. Happy birthday to you. Oh, yeah. Happy birthday to you. Ah. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. Boy. Happy birthday to you. For it. Well, well, well. Time for birthdays for it today. It's Wednesday, March the 9th. Of 2022, local birthdays, local celebrities, here we go. Happy birthday goes out to our good friend and our co-worker, the one and only Brad Bobo. Happy birthday. Celebrates today. I've known Brad since, golly, for like 21 years now. Gosh. Which is crazy. Uh, happy birthday, Bobo. Also celebrating today, Ethan Hendricks of Jonesboro, uh, John Stout of Cabot, Josh King. In Texarkana, Casey Johnson of Jonesboro. Tana Wright of Jonesboro celebrates today. Megan Nuts is celebrating. We have Stacy Smitherman of Gosnell. A.J. Borden of Etowah, 33. This says love from your sister. Reese Kelly of Jonesboro celebrates today. And Heather Holmes is turning 35 today. <clears throat> love from your sisters. And if you have a birthday today... We say this. We say happy birthday to all y'all and you celebrate with these celebrities. He used to be known as Lil Bow Wow, but now he's just Bow Wow. Yeah. He's 35 today and he goes by Shad Moss now. So happy birthday to Bow Wow. Didn't know that. Brittany Snow is 36. That's Chloe in the Pitch Perfect movies. Happy birthday to Chingy. Oh, yeah. Who is 42. You may remember Chingy from this song. I twist around. I like the way you 
Chingy celebrating a birthday today, 42. Oscar Isaac is 43, just got through uh, hosting Saturday Night Live. That was Poe Dameron in the newer Star, Star Wars movies. Emmanuel Lewis is 51 today, Wait a Brandon. Minute. That's Webster. Yes, he's oh, 51 wow. today. Happy birthday to Mickey Gilly, who is 86. Do I want be afraid? Oh, I want be afraid just as long as you stand by Mickey Gilly, 86 years old today. And a big happy birthday to Jimmy Fadden, who is 74. You may know him from the Nitty Gritty Dirt Band. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> you and me going fishing in the dark, lying on our backs and counting the stars where the cool grass grows. Down by the river in the full moonlight, we'll be falling in love in the middle of the night, just moving slow. A little nitty gritty for you this morning. Staying the whole night through. It feels so good to be. Happy birthday goes out to my good friend Jimmy Fadden of the Nitty Gritty Dirt Band, who turns 74 today. Brandon Baxter in the morning. If you haven't heard the news, there's a big concert coming to Arkansas, and this is one of those classic country shows. That like tons of energy and it's like everybody's going to know the words to all the songs because we've heard the songs our whole lives. It's going to sell out fast. No doubt. It's Hank Williams Jr. <laughs> He's coming to Simmons Bank Arena in North Little Rock on August the 5th. You think about some Hank Jr. Money to burn hey. and the girls are pretty. It didn't take me long to learn that I was born to boogie. So that's a good one. Hank Jr. coming to Arkansas. If It's a family tradition. How about, let's see if you know this Hank Jr. right here. I live back in the woods, you see. A woman and the kids and the dogs and me. Hank Jr. in North Little Rock. Do you want to drink? Sounds good, man. Do you want to party? Oh, this is all Hank. Coming over tonight. Hank Jr., August the 5th, North Little Rock, Simmons Bank Arena. Tickets go on sale on Friday, April the 1st at 10 a.m. at Ticketmaster.com. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the K-Fine Breakfast Club. Hey, welcome back, everybody. Powered by Family Zinc. We'll get back to the show. Now back to Brandon Baxter and Kelly Perry. We're joined this morning by our friend. He is the good doctor, Dr. Feelgood himself. He's the one that makes you feel all right. He's the one they call feel good. He's gonna be your Frankenstein. I've got one thing you'll understand. Dr. Dr. Shane's Shane's Dr. 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 That is so obnoxious. He's the dean of the uh, NYIT College of Osteopathic Medicine at Arkansas State. 
Morning, Dr. Spites. Good morning, guys. How are we doing today? <laughs> We're doing all right. Hey, let's go through COVID real quick. I promised people we'd make it fast, right? Because I think people are ready right. to move on. So, uh, Yeah, yeah, and I can understand that. It's just, and I, I think it's important to, to still talk about it, though, a little bit because it's not gone away completely for us. But the lowest case number since June 25th of 2021, what do you think about that? Yes. No, I, th- I think, obviously, like I said, continue to move in the right direction. Um, here in northeast Arkansas, we're a little slower than the rest of the state, but the state's looking great. The U.S. as a whole is looking great when you look at the entire map. I think we're averaging now here in the state of Arkansas between five and 600 cases a day, uh, which, yes, which is, doing, do, which is very well for us. Um, not as low as we were back in the spring of 2021, uh, but, but still a, a great place to be, and we continue to kind of go down. I think we'll probably hit a plateau where we have kind of community spread, so we still see some low levels. But it's, I think we'll still even get down below this five and 600 number that we've got now. So wow. moving in a great direction, hands down. I do want people to be aware, we've talked about this before, there is an, another variant. It's no. a sub-variant. <laughs> well, and it's a sub-variant from Omicron. It's that BA2. Yeah. It's not like it's not like taking off like gangbusters like the original Omicron was. So this is like, if you want to think about it, this is like an Omicron-like son or daughter is what this is. This is like an offspring of Omicron. Right. Um, doesn't seem to be, you know, like any more, you know, deadly or severe, anything like that. It does seem like it, it actually transmits a little better, which is what we've seen through COVID. Through all these different variants, they all seem to get better and better and better at spreading. Um, and so that one does seem, but it's starting to take off a little bit in the U.S. You're mm. seeing some pockets of upwards of 10% of the cases or so, anywhere from 6 to 10, even 12% of the cases. So it's starting to move up. My point behind that is we may see that um, be more of an issue in the fall, uh, late summer or fall. So just kind of just kind of stay in tune to that. The good thing is if, if you got sick with Omicron, you've got protection against this one. And the vaccines and the boosters still protect against it too. So, again, another plug there for for vaccines and for boosters because they're they're still showing good <clears throat> good protection in terms of hospitalization and severe illness uh, even against this new variant. So that's a good deal. You know, Kelly brought this to my attention. Uh, I guess it was yesterday. You know, there's all these spring fests that are about to start happening as the weather gets pretty. She was thinking about doing kissing booths. You're an- Is that a good idea during this, or okay. are we at the point where that's okay? Dr. Spites, you so, know. Let's shift over. Let's talk about mono now. Let's talk about mono as well. This isn't so <laughs> yeah, Brandon's never <laughs> had that. Isn't that the kissing disease? <laughs> it, 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 it can be spread through, uh, through contact, oral contact, sharing of of drinks, or as you said, a kissing booth. So mm. wouldn't be a good idea to have someone with mono at your kissing booth. booth. Yeah, I was one, trying to one, talk one her out of thing, that. Just real quick on the, on the COVID thing, the CDC changed uh, really Craighead County, but you can go online and see it. You know, they changed it from low, medium, and high <clears throat> in terms of mask wearing. Right. So I tweeted this out, I guess the end of last week or so. Um, Craighead County is now considered a medium risk, which means that if you do not have a high-risk condition, or if it's not recommended by your physician, you do not have to wear a mask indoors. That's awesome. Um, so that was a big, yeah, that's a big deal. That was a, you know, something we've been waiting to see is as we start to move out of this, start to see how these things relax and even seeing those things at the national level um, and the recommendations catch up. So, so that's really good news. So Dr. Shane Spites on with us again. That's our COVID uh, portion today. We're going to move into the doc talk section where we talk to the doctor about random things happening in the medical uh, medical community that maybe we should know things that we should think about for our own health, because obviously we want to live as long as we can. We want to be as healthy as we can for ourselves and our family and our kids and all that stuff. Uh, what's some of the stuff that's trending this week, doc? 
So there's a couple of things that are that are kind of hit the news, hit the medical news rather, in the last week or so. Um, and I'll just kind of jump around to be honest with you, because okay. this is, you know, as as with all of medicine, it's just kind of all over the place. A um, couple of things on e-cigarettes. For those that use e-cigarettes, there is an association uh, now we're finding with diabetes. So for individuals that use e-cigarettes, <clears throat> we found a correlation with those people uh, and a slightly increased risk of diabetes. Along that same piece, individuals that, that vape, we're starting to find now data on, this is going to sound strange, but bear with me, secondhand vaping. So basically individuals that are hanging out next to you while you're vaping, those individuals are starting to show um, some effects in their lungs. And so that's, that's Ooh, brand yeah. new. That's not, you know, this is a lot of this stuff. It's because it hadn't been out so long. I mean, you know, you think vaping's been around for a while, but we have been studying it for a long time. Right. Same thing with e-cigarettes. Now we're starting to see some of the studies come out, some of the data. I mean, some of this stuff kind of makes sense. Like we think, okay, this is probably not the best thing to do, but we don't have the data to say one way or the other. So let's wait for the data to come out. Mm-hmm. And so we're starting to see some of that now. Um, <clears throat> We've talked about during COVID, not to jump back to that, but there was an increased amount of depression in the U.S. Right. New study out says just in general about 8% of adults are living with depression, and that's a big deal. Um, and that's something certainly we try to screen for uh, at the physician's offices. But, I mean, this is something that even colleagues can look for, you know, in terms of seeing changes within your, uh, with, within your friend group and, and within the people you work with. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there's a lot of stuff going on, guys. There's a lot of things to be anxious about. There's a lot of things that can cause depression, even if you didn't have it before. Obviously, there are things that run in families, but, uh, you know, this is certainly a time to be looking out for each other um, and just, you know, seek that help and um, talk about going <clears throat> and, and getting the help that you need. I know that you've got some some folks here on your uh, your show that you bring on and talk about mental health, and I, I can't stress how important that is uh, during this time, really for all ages. Uh, this study was specific to adults, but for all ages. Is that number um, low? Because to me, that number, a, a number of 8% of U.S. adults, that seems low because I would figure – that depression numbers would be higher than that. Yeah, and this is actually from, so this is from the World Health Organization, and they, they teamed up with the World Psychiatric Association Commission uh, and looked at it um, worldwide. And so worldwide, the issue is about 5%, but we're higher here in the U.S. with about 8% in terms of, um, in terms of, uh, of our numbers. Um, and they say that, um, oddly enough, uh, you know, that's, this is something that we consider somewhat treatable, you know, treatable and avoidable in terms of its effect on mortality, because individuals that, that are depressed or that live with untreated depression, um, you know, obviously, you know, they don't eat as well, they don't exercise. Typically, um, they struggle with day-to-day activities, um, and it can affect how long that you live. And so that's why, you know, obviously, mental health is such a big deal, um, not only here in the U.S., but globally. So I said this is a World Health Organization study that came out uh, that talked about that. Um, I want to ask you one more thing on that because I'm kind of interested in uh, in that discussion. <clears throat> Do you believe okay. that that depression and those types of of mental deals that people go through, which are normal, and we we never want to to have that stigma around them that that's not normal? Do you think that's something that is uh, heredity, or is that more something that we learned? Is that something chemical, or is that something we experienced? So that becomes who we are. So it's a combination, and you 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 said kind of a um, you, you you said a word that really is kind of a flashpoint. And what I want to say is the word stigma. Okay. And for so long, Brandon, that's exactly what it was. It was a stigma. And I'll I don't mind telling you this either. It was I mean it's it's even you know throughout the medical uh, profession. I mean I, when I worked as an ER physician, um, I remember very vividly 
you know, this is just the way it worked. You may go into some, you know, traumatic <clears throat> accident, you know, you're working some, you know, some patient dies on you and the next patient's a toothache or a headache. Right. And, you know, you just have to suck it up and go to the next patient. And, you know, that happens in a lot of the ER staff, a lot of the staff in the hospitals and, you know, in the healthcare, but it happens all over that people, you know, you just kind of, you know, well, no, this, just suck it up and move forward um, and you'll get over it. Well, what happens is you repress a lot of that. You don't ever unpackage that. You don't ever deal with those emotions. You never talk through it with anyone. And that used to be, like you said, that was a stigma. It's like, you know, no, I'm tough. I don't have to talk about it. Right. Well, now we find out that these long-lasting effects uh, really are, um, um, you know, they really affect the, the outcomes of your health. And to your point, yes, some of it absolutely can be genetic. Some of it, and so if, if depression runs in your family, if, um, if there are addictive natures or alcoholism or things like that that run in the family, um, psychiatric illnesses that run in the family, we know for a fact that there's genetics tied to those. But also there are situations that occur. Just going through the pandemic has increased the risk of depression in the majority of the population. Yeah. You know, and now we think that there are things that are going on globally. And, and obviously, everybody's dealing with their own struggles, you know, yeah. financially. You know, I, you know, am I working? Am I not? Kids in school. I mean, all this stuff that's going on. I mean, it's, it's not surprising, I guess. And, and I'm with you. 8% does sound kind of low. Because mm-hmm. um, so, it was higher during the peak of the pandemic. It was close to 40% or so wow. of wow. the U.S. population. Love it, man. It's Doc Talk with Dr. Shane Spite. So much great information there and things that we can think about as we move throughout this week. And as always, man, we appreciate your time and we hope you have a great one. Absolutely. You guys too. Take care. You're listening to Brandon Baxter in the morning. Right here. On the big 107.9 K-Fine. And this is the K-Fine Breakfast Club. Powered by Families, Inc. Counseling Services. Joined this morning by Lydia Parkey from St. Bernard's. We're talking Health Expo, which is making a big return in 2022. But Lydia, it's been, it feels like it's been forever since we've talked to you. I know. It really does feel like we've been for been forever it probably feels that way about lots of things like oh that's what you look like that's right. what you sound like you're alive yeah <laughs> well because we used to see you on a fairly regular basis about st bernard's stuff then covid hit and you know we've talked to other people from st bernard's but there's been less events and less things for you guys to to plan and all of a sudden i guess the vision is as covid numbers decline we're at the lowest rate uh, in almost a year uh, we're looking at the fact that, hey, it's about time to get these events back. And the Health Expo has always been a huge event for St. Bernard's. That's right. Yeah. And really a huge event for the community. And so not having it for a couple of years, I know as a health system, we've missed all of the things that we offer for free. But really, it's just an easy access point for folks. So like, I'm not going to the doctor. Definitely don't want to go to the hospital. But I mean, mm-hmm. I'll go to the First National Bank Arena and right. tool around and see what's there. And and there's, you know, lots of people end up taking advantage of free screenings because they're they're not scary. They don't have to fill out, you know, a bunch of forms and deal with insurance. I mean, it's, a, it's a good place for people to come and take advantage of, you know, all the free screenings, all the education, things like that. One of the things we heard about, um, you know, once the pandemic kind of ramped up was that some people, like you said, they were afraid to go to the doctor. They were afraid to go for their routine screenings and checkups and -hmm. things like that. And all all of a sudden you realize that maybe health has declined over the last two years in some people. These free health screenings have probably never been more valuable than they are this year. You are so correct. And so, you know, we'll have free skin cancer screenings from dermatologists. Colon cancer screenings will check people's blood pressure. I would imagine everybody's blood pressure is not in the in the best place all the time. Yep. Um, you know, we'll, we'll offer 
we say free screenings from head to toe. And really, too, just have, like, health professionals, providers in multiple specialties there to ask questions to. Yeah, but we've seen a decline in, like, the routine taking care of yourself, which is understandable. I mean, no shame. But that's why we've got to make this an easy, accessible event for folks. And it was a real priority for the physicians and the medical group to bring this back in a safe way. So the date's going to be Saturday, uh, April the 9th, and it's going to go from 8 a.m. until 4 p.m. at First National <clears throat> Bank Arena. Now, all this, the screenings are going to be happening on Saturday. There's a blood drive with the American Red Cross mm-hmm. that's happening. Yep. I also saw, and I've heard you guys talking more about this from uh, inside St. Bernard's, uh, there's a job fair going on because I guess, you know, based on where the world is right now, there's available positions. There are. And, you know, we just held a job fair in February. It was incredibly successful here, I think, across the board. And so our talent acquisition team is excited to do that again. And the beautiful thing is, if you're looking for a job, and I mean, I'm talking college students, high school students, you know, we're coming to the end of the school year. You need something to do for the summer. When people think healthcare, they think, oh, goodness, like nurse you know, blood certifications. I can't do all that. There's, I mean, I don't do any of that. And I've worked in healthcare for eight years. So the, um, yeah, the opportunities are endless. And so you can just simply show up and kind of learn. We'll have leaders from all kinds of areas across the hospital who have positions to fill to answer questions, on-site interviews. We're going to be giving away an iWatch uh, to folks who, who come and apply. So yeah, really cool. What if I just have questions like, I, you know, I don't know exactly what I need to eat because I need to clean up my diet. I have uh, I know you guys have done panel discussions in years past. Mm-hmm. Is that something that's going to be on the table for uh, 2022 in the Health Expo? Yes, I'm glad you asked that, Brandon. It is. And <clears throat> honestly, we're just trying to decide what do we need to cut because we have like five, six, seven great topics we want to address. And, you know, stuff that I think is really interesting and relevant to people. COVID-19, people are probably sick of hearing it. But, mm-hmm. you know, what what impact has that had on healthcare, and where do, how do we move forward? What do we do? If you've got questions about that, come and ask ask your doctors. They can talk to you about how healthcare's changed, you know, telemedicine. That's been a, a bright light, oh, truthfully, yeah. silver lining from the pandemic as it's kind of blown up and how can you use that and how is that to your benefit? Um, lots of stuff, heart care, cancer care, you know, our NICU turned 10 this year, lots wow. of great things going on in the women's and children's world. So yeah, we'll have those health panels and, and, and they really are discussions. So if you've got questions you want to come and ask, they'll be moderated. You'll have physicians on the panels you can ask um, questions of. So really cool opportunity too. I think for people who have never been to the health and fitness expo, they're like, Oh, it's all about, you know, medical and health and all that. Yeah. And that's true. And that's the whole, the vision of it. But I've been there so many mm-hmm. years where it becomes a spot where people from around the area come together and they meet uh, and they have a good time and they bring their kids because you guys realize that yeah. if families are coming, mm-hmm. it needs to be fun for the kids too. Absolutely. And so, um, you know, Brandon, we'll have a kid zone which we've had before, and we'll have that again. And there's really something for everybody, you know, you know, activities for them to kind of bounce around. The library will be there, you know, with um, activities, crafts for people that are interesting. The Mega Body, which is uh, Molly the Mega Body, is loved by most. It's a huge blow-up uh, human body experience that yeah. kids of all ages can walk through. It's great for elementary-age kids. They can see organs and kind of just kind of see how they all work together. Forget the kids. The I like doing that. <laughs> yeah, I like that part too. I know. <laughs> it's true. Yeah, it's true. You're like, oh, okay, there's my, there are my kidneys. Okay, yeah. <laughs> yeah, because when Lydia, when something hurts, I don't know what's hurting. I'm like, what's in this area? I always ask my wife, like, what's right around here? And with the Megabody, yeah. we can figure it out. That's right. 
Yeah, that's absolutely right. And, you know, we'll also have less for kids, but still just as exciting, um, a mega brain. Um, I think it's actually called the mini brain, but it's it's kind of like the mega body, and it's a big brain that will help kind of, again, show folks how strokes work, how they happen, how to prevent them. It's mm. a it's a cool thing coming coming to us from a, a partner organization in Little Rock. So, you know, all about showing you how to notice a stroke fast and what is a stroke doing in your brain. So. Well, it's such a big service to the community. I mean, it's such a big deal that you guys do. And again, all of it's free. Yeah, it's all free. I mean, that's the big thing we can't stress enough. Just come, you know, walk around, see what's going on. Everything is free there. You know, to you, if you come, this, you know, skin cancer screenings, colon cancer screenings, check your blood pressure, mammograms for those that qualify. I mean, lots of, lots of opportunities. Again, it's happening on Saturday, April the 9th at First National Bank Arena, 8 until 4. Then the uh, the student-athlete pre-participation evaluations happen on Sunday. That's another great service. Lydia, if people yes. want more information on all of this, are there spots online they can go to get it? Absolutely. I'm glad you asked. It's stbexpo.com. And I'm sure if you Google St. Bernard's Health Expo, you'll find it that way as well. Hey, it's great chatting with you, and we'll see you coming up on April the 9th. Awesome. Thank you, guys. Have a great day. Right, See you April 9th. All right, you too. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the K-Fine Breakfast Club. Hey, welcome back, everybody. Powered by Family Zinc. We'll get back to the show. Now back to Brandon Baxter and Kelly Perry. Joined this morning by Dr. Dana Watson, a clinical psychologist with Family Zinc Counseling Services. Dr. Watson, it's elementary. It's good to hear from you again, as always. Good morning to both of you. Good morning. How are you? Good. I was pretty proud of our picture. We haven't talked to you since we did Charity Ball a couple of weekends ago, but we took a pretty nice little picture with the three of us together. I got to tell you, there's something magical about being sandwiched in between you two. You, It's like you're two gorgeous bookends, oh, and it really doesn't that. matter who you put in the middle. We're going to look better because you're on either side of us. Okay, you I'm about to show up at your fantastic. house every day. You're going to go over there and yeah. hang out with her yeah, all the time? Every day. Hey, we we enjoy- want all our family pictures to have Brandon on one side now and Kelly on the other. We're pointing at their family. Hey, your husband yes. was cool, man. I enjoyed him. He is cool. He's a very cool guy, and he's a nice guy. Yeah. You want to know why he's cool? Why is he cool? Because he could kick your tail because he's from New York City. And he's bigger than me, too. Me. Yep. Yeah. So, anyway. Forget about it. I'll stay on his good side, Forget okay? Forget about it. <laughs> How you doing? Did he ever say? All right, Joey. Did he ever okay. say how you doing to you? How you doing? Um, yes, he did. He, when we first met, and he was from the from Queens. He, it was it was hard to understand him, but now that we have been together for a dozen years, um, you know, I, his his accent has softened since he's been down here in the South, and and it's um, how you doing? You know, we're married, so he doesn't have to do a lot of that. He doesn't have to flirt with you now. anymore. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> No more flirting. Hey, where did you meet him? If you, I mean, I know you spent some time up there in the Northeast, but like, how do you meet a guy from Queens? Well, I was living in Queens, and if the children asked, we met at church. Gotcha. Um, but we actually met on in a little Irish pub. Uh-oh. All right. We won't go any further into that. <laughs> hey, one of the things I wanted to reach out to you about today uh, was, you know, we talk about our kids a lot, and, and our kids are exposed to messages, and they've had to deal with you know, um, COVID and they've had to hear about that. They've had to wear masks around. They've dealt with tornadoes and guys still scared of those. And they hear about the politics and who's, you know, who's the family, which side does the family fall in on that? And Kai, the other day he said to me, and I guess he heard somebody talking about this in the family. He's like, 
Dad, do you think we're going to get bombed with all this stuff that's going on? So he was referencing what we're seeing with uh, Russia and the Ukraine and all these horrible images and just really sad stuff. So how do we deal with our kids as they're as they're seeing the stress? They have their own stress. And now the real world, it seems like as a kid you wish or as a parent, you wish you could isolate your kids from the real world stuff. Man, that's for sure. I mean, most of us are just creatures of habit, right? So when things go like we plan, then we feel in control. But when life throws us a curveball or, you know, or a pandemic and some tornadoes and a war in Ukraine, Mm -hmm. then that can leave us all feeling, you know, really anxious and stressed. And different people react differently to uncertainty already. You know, some of us have a, a... a higher tolerance for ambiguity or uncertainty, and some of us have less tolerance for that. And if they are already less tolerant, um, they might be less resilient and more prone to pretty significant mood and anxiety disorders. Is it bad if I'm an adult who tries to avoid it? You know, I know a lot of people seek out that information. I'm like, oh my gosh, I want to be the, you know, the, the bird with my head in the sand trying to not pay attention. That's probably not smart either. I can't figure out the balance. Yeah, and it is a balance because there is there are times that you can um, distance yourself or pretend like it's not happening or stick your head in the sand, and maybe that will carry you for a while. Um, we sometimes we can't deal with everything immediately. You know, we just need time um, to process, and and so it might work for a while. But with the longevity and the and the and the many multiple stressors that we have had, and who knows what is still to come. It's definitely not an effective long-term coping mechanism. So how would you approach it? Like when Kai comes up to me and says, hey, dad, are we going to get bombed? And he's seeing these images or it could be online. It could be, you know, something he walks through the room. He hears his mom talking about. He could see the news on. How do we talk to our kids about stuff that as adults is scary to us? We don't want to scare our kids. How do we have those discussions? Well, you know, I'm sad to say that some new research just came out, and it says that more than 50% of parents have expressed concerns over their children's emotional well-being, mm-hmm. and that's the highest country, that's the highest rates our country has ever recorded oh, of wow. parents who are concerned. So, um, you know, I have said this before about about all the difficult topics. <clears throat> our job as parents are to be, are to model the behaviors that we want to instill in our children. And so um, whether it is the Ukrainian invasion or the pandemic or whatever comes next, the first thing that we should be doing is initiating conversations with our children. And, you know, when we just start to um, talk to them about, about these topics, it really sends an important message to them um, that we are ready to talk, you know, and we're ready talk about and listen to their feelings about the hard stuff. And it's important that we don't presume to know what they're thinking because children are thinking on, you know, 8-year-old, 12-year-old, 16-year-old levels, and they don't have the whole scope of information or history that we have as an adult. Mm -hmm. Excuse me. So when when we begin the conversations with them about Russia or Ukraine or, or any other difficult topic, we should really start with um, asking them what they do know about it so far, right. and and that will give a, that will give the kids an opportunity to share with us, and then we can realize whether they do have adequate information or if they have any uh, misinformation that we can clear up for them. 
And see, I worry as a parent, like, what if I don't, what if I'm not armed with enough information and I don't know the answer? How am I going to walk my kid through that? Right. Um, Well, you know, just like children don't come with instruction manuals. So there's a lot of times we don't know about raising our own children and we have to um, turn to other people. Mm -hmm. It's the same with these, um, you know, natural disasters or worldwide events. It is just fine. Again, it's a great modeling behavior to say, I don't know, let me, let me research that and I will get back to you. And, and then we can teach them that that's fine not to know all the answers to go seek the information and then get back in the conversation. Ooh, I love that. Mm -hmm. I think that's real smart. Yeah. So walk me through like how we talk about it. Let's say you have a kid who's eight. I'm sure you talk to a kid who's eight differently than to a kid who's 14 or 15. Uh, How do we navigate like the, the amount of information and what we give them? Well, that's a good question, too. You know, in a lot of instances, very small children won't have a lot of, um, you know, uh, concern or access to the news or social media. When kids get to be a little older, you know, around 10 or so, they do get more, they pick up more conversations around the house and they can pay attention to the news. So by and large, younger children will mostly just want reassurance that they are safe and that they are going to be okay. And so it's important to let them know you know, that this war is not here and that they and their community are safe. Mm-hmm. Um, but but also to express concerns, you know, for the people in Ukraine and what they're going through, which, again, is another modeling lesson in empathy. And then for older, like teens and um, and a little bit older children, you can begin to watch the news with them and then have discussions about what they're saying, how they feel. Um, again, you can empathize with the people that are having to fight this war or that are having to flee. And you can just make reassuring statements, you know, like we're thankful that they have soldiers who are working to protect them. And we are, um, we are hopeful that when they do go to another country and they are refugees, that they're being met with kindness and respect and being taken care of. So we talk a lot about uh, our kids and, and anxiety and stress. And I guess, I guess I didn't realize it as a kid, but we feel anxiety and we feel stress. But how does that, how does that impact uh, a young child? Let's say like with Kai, he's 12. How does him hearing this stuff impact his, uh, his life? Well, again, they don't have the vocabulary yet either in many cases to express themselves. And if they have it, a lot of teens aren't going to use it, right? And so we can look um, for nonverbal indicators of stress and anxiety. I mean, it would be wonderful if they would come and just delineate all their feelings and thoughts, but a lot of teens won't do that. So we can watch to see um, if they are um, becoming more clingy, you know, or insecure. They want to be around us more and don't want to separate. Um, If their grades might begin to drop. Um, Kids who are struggling with anxiety can have trouble sleeping, certainly a change in appetite. They can be more irritable. Um, A lot of the activities that they used to enjoy or the people they like to be around, maybe they don't seem to have energy or desire for that anymore. And then, you know, at, at the other end of the continuum and the most worrisome, of course, is when they start to engage in risky behaviors or even self-harmful behaviors. So walk me through an action plan. Let's say, you know, we're trying to figure this out. We're trying to make a plan to keep our kids uh, knowledgeable about what's happening, but also not too stressed and not too overwhelmed by all the information. What can we do as parents to get our kids ready for this? 
I love a good action plan, don't you? I mean, I love it when yes. when we get when somebody gets to the part about like what can I do now. So this is my favorite. <laughs> this is my favorite question that I ever get. Um, and so here are some hard truths. And every time we do an interview, and I say some of these things, some parent texts me or messages me, and they want to like debate it. But the truth <laughs> is, limit your child's exposure to the news, and that includes social media. And take a break yourself. I mean, you need to know what is going on in the world. You need to know what's going on locally, but you can get that information and get out of that 24-hour news cycle. And the second thing is kind of the same. Put limits around phones and electronics, not just for this, but just in general. Um, have co- have a daily conversational check-in with your child where you are face-to-face. You're making eye contact. It could take less than 60 seconds. I mean, ideally, it'd take, you know, 15 minutes. But, but even just a quick sit down, let me look at you. You look at me. How are you doing? What's going on? Um, you know, just so that they begin to understand this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to be checking on you. We're going to be having some conversations. Every home should have some kind of routine, you know, and I know everybody has sports and everybody has activities, but even if you just schedule short routines every day after school or right before the, right before bedtime, or if you put a lot of your stuff on the weekends, that's really important because that creates safety, that creates routine, and, and everybody knows what to expect. A sleep routine is super important for parents and adults. Um, just knowing what time we go to bed through the week or what time we go to bed on the weekend will keep people um, feeling like emotionally and physically well. And then lastly, as I always say, I think that giving back, when we feel out of control or we feel overwhelmed or we feel helpless, giving to others, whether whether your children watch you make a donation to a group that is supporting the Ukrainian refugees, they can just watch you do that behavior or whether you are volunteering an hour a week or an hour every couple of weeks at a local organized event, or whether you say, it's a great weekend, let's look around and see, do we need to pick up trash at the park? Do we need to mow somebody's yard in our neighborhood that's struggling? What can we do concretely to give back to other people? So those are my, that's my action plan. That's my action plan and my, and my suggestions for how to feel more in control and more useful when we oftentimes feel like we don't have any control. And I think the key is to understand that sometimes our kids, uh, they they can't wrap their brains around it. Mm -hmm. They're small. They're young. They don't have the experience. It's hard for them to understand. We have to be able to communicate. And I think as parents, it's also really important for us to realize that, that we don't have to fake it. Right. We don't have to pretend everything's okay in yes. our own lives as well, because sometimes uh, we just need to admit it's okay to not be okay. And you need somebody to talk to. And that's why Families Inc. is there. They have locations all around Northeast Arkansas. If you need somebody to talk to because you've been told, hey, you know, just work it out. It's going to figure itself out. Sometimes it's not always that easy. And Families Inc. is there. You can find out more at familiesinc.net. You can also call 870 she is Dr. Dana Watson from Families, Inc. And Dana, we appreciate your time this morning. Such a pleasure. You guys have a great rest of the week. You're listening to Brandon Baxter in the morning. Right here. On the big 107.9 K-Fine. And this is the K-Fine Breakfast Club. Powered by Families, Inc. Counseling Services. Joined this morning by Rodney Poff from Jonesboro Occasions Magazine. Welcome back in, my friend. Good morning. Good How morning. are you? I'm good. How are you guys? We're good. What's on the cover this month? I know it's not me. 
Well, that, <laughs> that could be any month. But I've noticed that. Oh. Okay, how many years has this uh, has your publication been in existence? Uh, this will be going into the 19th year. So you're thinking in 19 years, how many of these magazines have been put out in 19? We're going to figure this out, okay? Uh, do, do 19 times 12. That's what I'm about to do. I want to see out of Rodney, all these is years. is it because y'all would have to make the magazine 12. cover so much bigger to fit <laughs> Well, Brandon's- re- remember that um, occasions... Is a free magazine. Yes, yes. Right, So right. we only make money off the ads, and I don't mm-hmm. know if anybody want to advertise in an issue where, with, oh, with me on the cover. Yeah, yeah. Understandable. I mean, you might buy an ad. I'll buy a bunch of them. <laughs> yes. There's 228 issues of occasions. I barely have made it on the inside. What's wrong with this deal? <laughs> What's happening? Just just remember, it's a, an old man once told me, Yes. know your role. Oh, oh, and shut your mouth. <laughs> That's what The Rock says, right? Yep. That's right. So Rodney comes in. We talk about the events that are happening, and it's great to have you again because for the last two years, we've barely seen you because people have had to cancel events, and it's good to have you back just to say, hey, stuff's happening. It's 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 nice to to be able to do this again. Yeah. Um, yeah. Because it's been a minute. It's been, yes. I mean, it's really been uh, almost exactly two years since yeah. since everything slowed down. I know stuff's happening this weekend. What kind of stuff can we do as we kind of plan for uh, the upcoming weekend? Well, uh, Friday through Sunday, the Foundation of Arts will present Willy Wonka Jr. at yes. the Forum Theater. Shows uh, in- include March 11th at 730, March 12th at 2 o'clock and 6 o'clock, and March 13th at 2 o'clock. Uh, visit uh, foajonesboro.org. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. I know where that's directed. I know where that's Brandon's directed. Brandon's got another <laughs> puzzle for you. It's Willy Wonka Jr. Have, okay, if you had to pick Gene Wilder or Johnny Depp. Gene Wilder every day. Yes. Same. We agree. Is that one of the best yeah, movies ever? Yeah. I mean, the original was was dark for the time. Yeah. It was oh, a was little, it? Yes. Yeah. Very strange. I just um, thought the boat scene was dark. I didn't realize yes. the rest of it was considered dark. It, it, it was it was very dark. And then, but Depp that takes it to a whole different level. It did go different. It, it, it's just weird. I like Depp, but yeah, I, I prefer Wilder. It's hard to it's hard to, for me to go with against Gene Wilder. But foajonesbro dot org to find out more about that. That's right. And then uh, Saturday, um, March twelfth, the Fowler Center series Six Wire Trio. It's an instrument concert. Um, Excuse me, instrumental concert. Right. <laughs> uh, it'll take place at seven o'clock at the Fowler Center at A State. Um, you can purchase tickets uh, by calling nine seven two two seven eight one, or they will also be available at the door. That's a great venue too for stuff like that. Yes, it is. What else you got? Uh, Tuesday the fifteenth, ASU Alumni Center um, Association will host Bark at the Park. Ooh, that's fun. that's yes. always mm-hmm. fun. Yeah, six o'clock at Thomason Stadium, uh, Kelfield. Alumni are invited to bring their furry friends to the A-State baseball game and cheer on the Red Wolves as they take on the University of Memphis. Go to astatealumni.org backslash bark22. That's fun. Yeah. Just the idea that you can be outdoors and as as it gets warmer and it's going to be pretty, it's going to be baseball and all that fun stuff. Yes. After after the uh, snow Friday, it should (laughs) warm up next week. So it should be nice. I forgot about the Mm -hmm. snow this coming Friday. But next week. We're focusing on next week, Rodney. Oh, okay. All right, so Bark at the Park is happening next week. And then I know as we kind of look out a little bit further, there's a couple of really big events happening. Yes, uh, Friday the 18th, the Jonesboro University Rotary Club will hold its annual Pot of Gold Banquet with a drawing for $10,000 at 6 o'clock at the Gardens at Harmony. Only 200 tickets will be sold. Tickets are $200 each. 
Guests will enjoy dinner, drinks, a silent auction, dancing, and entertainment by the Everyday Life Band. And their Everyday Life is very good. They're good. Very good. Uh, to reserve a ticket, call 819-1261. All right. And then um, another early notice, uh, Saturday the 19th, the Community Health Education Foundation will host its Red Dress Gala, a night at Studio 54 at Arkansas State Centennial Hall. Uh, guests will enjoy live and silent auctions, live music, and dancing. For more information and to purchase tickets, visit chefjonesboro.org or call 931-4044. That event's been going on for a minute, isn't it? Yeah. It's always good stuff. Shout out to our friend Emily Lard for uh, working so hard to put that together. They're honoring a lot of people this year and a lot of friends of ours. So. Yeah, they are, and they, they do a great job. It's always a great event. Pot of Gold's also really good events. So. It's just good to have stuff happen. Yes, it is. Again, you can find out about the events if you pick up the latest issue of Occasions Magazine. I believe Rachel Guerin's on the front, isn't she? She is. Shout out to Rachel this morning. And again, Jonesboro Occasions. And a reminder to, uh, again, since people have gotten out of the habit of having events, Mm -hmm. if you're going to have an event, make sure we know about it um, prior to the event, please. A couple days before. Actually, how about about six weeks out? How about a month before? A couple of days before. Is that what you said? I'm saying it as a joke just to aggravate Not what you do. No, because (laughs) (laughs) no, it has to go into print. If you want it printed in occasions, which people pick up all around uh, the area, you got to get it in early. That's right. And again, you can find out more if you search Jonesboro Occasions on Facebook as well. Rodney Poff joins us. Have you... Have you noticed that uh, there's kind of a theme today in here? You've What's the theme? A couple of people from Blyville back-to-back on your show. Oh, you're oh. talking about Dr. Watson? That's right. You're, you're a fan of Dr. Watson? I am. It's I elementary, sure am. isn't it, my dear Watson? <laughs> should I call her my dear Watson when her husband's bigger than me and from Queens? Probably not. I think you should. <laughs> no, you're trying to get me beat up. I'm what not are you talking about? That. Yeah. <laughs> this is the K-Fun Breakfast Club, powered by Families, Inc. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the K-Fine Breakfast Club. Hey, welcome back, everybody. Powered by Family Zinc. We'll get back to the show. Now back to Brandon Baxter and Kelly Perry. Joined this morning by the man you need. Me. He is Dr. Kevin Reed. He is man's best friend. He is our best friend, and he is the veterinarian of choice of the Brandon Baxter in the morning radio program. Dr. Kevin Reed from Vet Care, back with Wet Nose Wednesday. Good morning, Doc. Hey, good morning, y'all. Hey, I, I know you said uh, off air a second ago you saw somebody um, kind of famous who was playing in Hardy. You found the video, and man, of all weeks to talk about who you saw playing in Hardy, it's pretty. Uh, it's a pretty big week to talk about Ashley McBride, isn't it? Yeah, this was at a. There used to be a little restaurant bar on Main Street in Hardy called Cruisers, and it's closed now. But uh, this video is from November of 2015. You know, before she actually came on the you know, the scene, uh, she played locally around there and she was killing him, uh, with a guitar there that night. And that's just been a little over six years ago. Wow. It's wild to see what happens. You know, you think about, you know, her story being from like the mammoth area coming down here to Arkansas state and being in the band. Mm -hmm. And then the other night she's out there at Allegiant stadium in Las Vegas, uh, performing on the stage twice. She got to go up there with Eric church for his medley. Then she was out there with Carly Pierce and she killed it both times. Oh, she was awesome. Enjoyed watching her. So uh, that stuff's up on social media and on YouTube if you want to check it out. Again, Dr. Reed comes on to talk about our pets and keeping our pets safe and healthy and all that stuff. Uh, Dr. Reed, before we get into whatever you have planned for us today, I had this talk with my wife the other day about uh, dog food, right? Because 
we get into this deal every once in a while where we want to research dog food, which dog food is the healthiest. And you see so many options on the store shelves that are grain free. And we think, oh, that's got to be such a benefit if there's no grains, there's no filler and all that kind of stuff. But the more I read about that, that's not always the best thing for your pet. No, and there's a lot of research that is just now coming out, and this was discovered a few, you know, two or three years ago, probably. That uh, you know, a totally grain-free diet is probably not beneficial for your for your uh, pet because um, you know it's been associated with development of a heart condition called dilated cardiomyopathy, mm-hmm. and uh, so you know, I definitely recommend against an all-grain-free diet. But what is it like these manufacturers, do they just think that that's that people want the buzzword and they're going to buy the dog food based on the buzzword? Is that kind of what we're seeing in that situation? That, that's what happens a lot of times with the pet food industry. You know, if, if somebody gets uh, on a kick that, you know, my dog's allergic to wheat or corn. And so, you know, they think, well, let's come up with a grain-free diet. And, you know, it took off like a wildfire. And, of course, more dogs that were fed it then down the road found out that, uh, you know, it's very possible could cause this heart condition. How important is it to really understand what's in our dog foods? Because if you go through, and I got stuck down that that whole rabbit hole the other day of, do I want this type of meal? Do I want this type of uh, of food to be second? Do I want cornmeal to be second? Like there's so many different ways you can read into the dog food label. Yeah, you know, there are some wonderful sites uh, online that are written or maintained by board-certified veterinary nutritionists, and I'd recommend going to those because there's some basic information, what to look for, and uh, amounts, percentages, you know, uh, if it's on a a percentage basis or a dry matter basis, and, you know, all about kilocalories, and so you can really educate yourself about about pet foods uh, with some of these, you know, Sites that are run by experts, you know, don't go to just somebody that's got a kennel and raised dogs right, and, sure. um, you know, putting her, his or her opinion out, but go to a, you know, a well uh, researched site. Well, that's what I was telling my wife. I'm like, I became so frustrated because I would see, oh, this pet food review place. And, and we have no idea how they're really even reviewing the pet food. But I got so caught up in it. I'm, I was so confused. I'm like, Leslie, just buy whatever you think. I don't even know. I've read, I've read for an hour and I was so, I was more confused after the fact. Oh, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, it is. It's a rabbit hole. That's for sure. You got to, you know, watch yourself when you're uh, checking things out on the pet food. So what do you have for us today? We always ask you to bring something that's relevant to our our pet community and, and those of us who have pets in the home. What can you share with us this morning? You know, I read an interesting article this month in in one of the uh, veterinary journals, and uh, the title was, Do We Need a Paradigm Shift in Canine Neutering in Spain? And I thought, well, that's kind of interesting. So a paradigm shift, and and this I'll read directly from the definition, it's an important change that happens when the usual way of thinking about or doing something is replaced by a new and different way. So as I'm looking at this article, you know, a brief history of Spain and neutering, as as we became more urbanized and had more pet ownership in the 19th century, those those two things were kind of catalysts for performing neuters. You know, female dogs in the house, when they came in heat, it was an annoyance, it was inconvenient. And uh, so, you know, by doing that, that eliminated them coming into heat. And then in the 50s, it became, neutering became a solution to overpopulation of pets in New York City. They had a terrible pet overpopulation uh, situation. And by the 60s, um, 
humane groups made neutering a requirement prior to pet adoption. Right. And then just 30 years ago, the American Veterinary Medical Association supported early neutering or spaying for the purpose of curbing population. And, you know, that's kind of what I was, uh, I was out of school by then, just a few years. But, you know, that was, a sh- that was the emphasis. Let's get our pets spayed and neutered so we don't contribute to the overpopulation. And so it's been a standard of practice, you know, where we always say, oh, yeah, neuter your dogs, spay your dogs between six and nine months of age. And, you know, it's really interesting that contrast with many European countries where neutering is really not very popular. It's a very uncommon. And in Norway, it's actually illegal to neuter a pet unless it's a valid medical reason. Oh, wow. So, you know, there's two the opposite ends of the spectrum on these um, on these uh, beliefs. And, um, you know, we've talked about spaying and neutering benefits. Uh, you know, we know in female dogs it can prevent mammary tumors uh, if you spay them before their first heat. And um, the removing the hormones uh, de- decreased development of uh, reproductive tract tumors or infection. And uh, for male dogs, you know, neutering um, has similar benefits. It, it removes the risk of testicular cancer. It can decrease the risk of prostate hyperplasia. It can decrease unwanted behaviors such as urine marking in the house or roaming and, and, and mounting other dogs. Um, but, you know, it's all about the sex hormones, as Kelly frequently says. The problem is with spaying and, and neutering dogs, there's some negative effects that need to be brought to light. And, and number one, it's a surgical procedure, so it carries an inherent risk of about 6% of complications, which could be, you know, an incision opening up or an incisional infection or even an adverse anesthetic event. So it's still pretty low, you know, 6%. We see very few complications from those. The surgeries are very, you know, been done for so long and, you know, with the safer anesthetics, that kind of eliminates a a big part of that risk. Uh, And we know that, you know, if you, if the female's intact, fewer than 1% develop incontinence later in life. Where spayed females, it could be as high as 4 to 20% can develop incontinence. And it goes way up if you spay them before they're three months old. That would be like spaying, you know, a very young um, puppy. Um, And then it can also increase the risk for hypothyroidism, you know, early spaying and neutering. Um, And the problem is, and and what's been found in the last few years, these large breed dogs like Rottweilers, German Shepherds, uh, Golden Retrievers, early spaying and neutering can increase the risk of certain types of cancer. And that could be lymphoma, hemangiosarcoma, usually of the spleen, and then osteosarcoma, which is a malignant bone tumor. And it was shown, one study showed that if you spayed, they studied Rottweilers, and if you spayed prior to one year of age, females had nearly three times the risk of developing osteosarcoma, and the males had almost four times the risk. Wow. So, uh, you know, that's uh, the, the orthopedic considerations. If you early neuter a dog, a male or female, it can delay the growth plate closure, which results in a, your pet becoming taller because the bones don't close as when they're supposed to, the growth plates. And, you know, by altering their growth, it, that can change the conformation of their of their legs. It may predispose them to a excessive uh angle in their tibia and you know that can lead to a greater risk of uh, like a cranial cruciate ligament disease in the knees hip dysplasia was found to be more common in neutered pets that were uh, performed before six months of age so 
you know, it's important that we now kind of think about these un- unintended consequences and what kind of impact they could have on our pet's life. Um, you know, there are some studies that show that neutered and uh, neutered dogs and uh, females and males may live longer lives. So there's that that's there. So it's kind of a complicated mix. And I think it's not a one size fits all recommendation anymore to just say, oh, neuter them before they're six or nine months, you know, before they're a year of age. Um, I think what I got from this is that especially early neutering of male dogs, um, it may not be beneficial, especially for the large breed dogs. Um, and probably it'd be better to wait until they're fully mature, you know, like one to two years of age would probably be the more appropriate recommendation. And, um, you know, I think we're going to see more and more discussion about this, more and more articles and studies that are being done. And, uh, you know, it's probably best just to have this discussion with your veterinarian um, and, and learn their, you know, go go by their guidelines and, and read up on it because, you know, things change. Nothing stays the same in, in veterinary medicine, that's for sure. And as we, you know, get more information in, you know, we, we can make better better recommendations. It's so interesting because it goes against what, you know, we've thought for so long, or at least it could. But again, if you're looking for a new vet for your pet, there's nobody better than the man you need. Me. He is Dr. Kevin Reed. He is man's best friend. He is our best friend. And he is the veterinarian of choice of the Brandon Baxter in the morning radio program. Dr. Kevin Reed from Vet Care. We hope you have a great day, man. And we'll talk to you soon. Hey, see you. Here, I'll hear from you next week. How about that? Uh, sounds good, man. You can find out more about VetCare, vet-care.com, and on Facebook. It's uh, VetCare Jonesboro on Facebook. Dr. Reed, we'll talk to you. You're listening to Brandon Baxter in the morning. Right here. On the big 107.9 K-Fine. And this is the K-Fine Breakfast Club. Powered by Families, Inc. Counseling Services. Joined this morning by Elizabeth Kimball from the Crowley's Ridge Nature Center. Elizabeth, it's been a minute since we've had the chance to chat with you. How are you doing over there? I'm doing great. Yeah, it's been a little bit. I've got a, a new job and a new title, but I'm doing a lot of the same thing. So I'm excited to, to be on here this morning. Yeah, so what's your new job? I am the educate. well, I'm a educator here at the Forest Wood Crowley's Ridge Nature Center uh, here in Jonesboro. So I went from state parts to the game and fish, and I'm loving the switch. That's fantastic. Mm-hmm. Hey, one of my, my son, he's 12, one of his favorite places to go is to, as he says, the Nature Center. He's like, mm-hmm. Dad, can we go to the Nature Center and, and walk the trails? And he loves to go around and, and hit the buttons and learn more about all the stuff that's happened right here around this ridge, Crowley's Ridge in Arkansas. Uh, and for people who have never been to the Nature Center, or maybe they haven't been in a minute, uh, what can people do there? So the Nature Center is a really unique building um, because we sit on a really unique formation. So uh, the the ridge, Crowley's Ridge, is 212 miles long, and it is different than any other formation that you can find uh, in the United States. So it was uh, created due to a lot of natural, uh, natural events like... Um, flooding and earthquakes and things like that. And we've got a lot of flora that grow along the ridge that you can't find one mile away from us in the Delta just because of the unique soil that we have here. And so this is what this facility talks about. We talk about the formation of the ridge, the uniqueness of it, and what you can find along the ridge. So in here um, at the Nature Center, we have five out of the six venomous snakes that you can find in Arkansas. Oh, wow. We've got a lot of other different types of reptiles. Uh, We have... An alligator. We have a uh, 
an educational screech owl that we bring out for programs. We've got a discovery room. We're 17,000 square feet, and we sit on 160 acres. So there's definitely something for people to do, to get outdoors, to learn about the outdoors. And then we offer programs and workshops throughout throughout the year uh, that are tailored towards all age groups, and everything we do here at the facility is absolutely free due to the one cents Conservation Sales Fund. So it's here for you to enjoy, and we want you all to come out here and enjoy it with us. Yes, yeah, so you mentioned the alligator, and I've had the chance to see the alligator, of course, multiple different times, but uh, I've never had the chance to hold the alligator. Okay. Would that be something I could do? You can't hold it. COVID stopped that. COVID Son stopped of all of the alligator. touching of the animals, but <laughs> you can get a real, uh, real good view of an alligator, which is what a lot of people don't understand is that we have alligators here in Arkansas, and they've been found as you know as far north as northeast arkansas and so we've got alligators here you can get a good look about them you can see them uh up close and you can learn that there are um they're arkansas's largest reptiles so that's something really cool that we have right here at the facility is arkansas's largest reptile brandon would like to volunteer for someone to hold the alligator's mouth open <laughs> and place his head inside as a yeah, trick right that is <laughs> you not know, i'm not i'm not against that we can, no, uh, we'll figure thanks. out what we can do maybe a little bit of paperwork but we'll see what we okay can do sounds that. great that's fantastic. <laughs> we hey, also need someone to clean the uh, clean the tank. So if you're interested in, you know in what? that end of the deal, you yep. know, we can also use you for that. All right. Hey, speaking of, like, uh, I know because Kai, again, he's 12, but he's always said he would think it was cool to, to, like, work there at the Nature Center. I'm sure he's too young now, but if there's somebody who's a little bit older than Kai, are there any volunteer opportunities or job opportunities? Most definitely. So if you're um, – over 18 or 18 and over, you can volunteer out here at the Nature Center. Because a lot of our volunteers deal with the public and kids, we do have to have you go through two background checks that we we pay for. Uh, but I'm the volunteer coordinator here. I try to get volunteer opportunities going. Actually, I have a volunteer intern right now who is doing this for school to get credit and to build his resume. So that's also an opportunity um, for college students to come out here, volunteer, and build that resume that looks awesome on any type of job application or if you're moving further in your education. Um, we also will occasionally have job openings, and all of that is posted on our website. Yeah, how can we find the website? It's agfc.com, and then go to employment. All right, and then workshops. You mentioned there's workshops. Really, it doesn't matter what the age is. Like, obviously, <clears throat> for me, I'm thinking of 12-year-olds, but what if there's somebody out there who has like a 5- or 6- or 7-year-old? Are there things for the young kids to do? Oh, yes. So, especially during spring break, our spring break event is called Hooked on Spring. And uh, if you can tell by the name, it has a lot to do with fishing. So on Saturday morning, so we're going to kick off the weekend, Saturday, March 19th. Um, every Saturday at 10 a.m., we do a creature feature. And that's when we bring out one of our educational animals. We walk around, we hold it, we let people get close to it and take a look at it. And we just do a short program and kind of tell people fun facts about that uh, particular animal. And then at 3.30 every Saturday, we feed our big alligator tank. And inside that alligator tank is obviously the alligator, but also our alligator snapping turtle. And they put on a show. They they know when it's Saturday at 3.30, they come out and they're ready to move around and eat. Uh, So that is... Uh, like I said, every Saturday, uh, 10 a.m., we do a creature feature, and 3.30 uh, p.m., we do a feeding frenzy. But all throughout spring break, we're doing programs for all ages. Um, 
You want me to get into that right now? Yeah, go ahead. Tell me what you got. All right. So on Saturday, March 19th, we are doing our big event for that day is our Talking Turkey Seminar from 1 to 3. You do have to register for this event. But turkey season's coming up, so we want to get everybody prepared for turkey season. This can be uh, – there's no age limit on this, so this can be for anybody or the whole family. Just get a crash course on turkey lingo and then make your very own slate call to take home so you can practice mimicking their sound so you are uh, ready for turkey season. Like I said, that's one to three, absolutely free, and you got to register for that event. On Tuesday, we're practicing our casting skills out on the front lawn from 10 to 1130. Um, this will get you ready for the Wednesday activity, which is where we take kids fishing at Craighead Forest Park for, hey, let's go fishing. Oh, wow. All the supplies will be, uh, be provided, all the bait, all the poles. All you have to do is come out and fish with us. We've got a crankbait craft going on on Tuesday. Uh, where you get to paint your own crankbait and learn how the different colors can attract different fish and where to use these crankbaits at. Take it home, go fishing with it. On Wednesday, we've got a junior fishing clinic from 1 to 3. Uh, this will just cover all the basics of fish and fishing and take a unique look at how a fish works and how to apply those, that knowledge to catch more fish. Um, you got to register for that event. On Thursday, we've got two really, really interesting workshops. We're doing a, beginner, a beginner's tackle box workshop from 10 a.m. to noon. Um, this is for really, really anybody uh, who's interested in getting into fishing but doesn't know what to take with them. If you walk into Academy or you walk into Walmart and you look at the shelves, the fishing shelves in the aisle, it can be very overwhelming. So we're just going to break it down to the basics and tell you what you need to do to be successful, what you need to have in that box. Um, that afternoon, we are getting into fly tying. So we're teaching the basics of fly tying from 2 to 3.30. On Friday, we're going back out and fishing at Craighead Forest Park from 9 to 11. Everything will be provided. Wow. Friday afternoon, we're doing a boater education class from 9 a.m. to 4. you got to register for it. Anyone born on or after January 1st, 1986 needs boater education. And then we're doing a craft in the, in the uh, discovery room all day that day on Friday. Saturday, once again, Creature Feature and Feeding Frenzy, but our biggest event for the for spring break is going to be our Raptor Rendezvous with Raptor Rehab of Central Arkansas. They're bringing in some of their educational um, ambassadors. They're going to be talking about their talons and their beaks, and they're going to be able to see these elusive animals up close and learn all about their adaptations and where they live and how they benefit you uh, free of charge. So... Everything going on on spring break is going to be free. Some of these events do require registration, but you can do all of that on our website if you go to agsc.com or follow us on Facebook at Forestdale Wood Crowley's Ridge Nature Center. We've got the link and the QR code posted on our website, well, on our Facebook page. So all you have to do is click the link and register or scan the QR code and get registered for these events. Man. Hey, is uh, <clears throat> is there anything you don't know? Because it seems like you had all of that stuff prepared, and that's yeah. amazing. Like, that's a great job. You know, I know a little bit about a lot of stuff, but not everything about anything. <laughs> so, that sounds very I, uh, familiar. And I have a lot of notes laying right here out in front of me, so that does help. I, I was a little bit prepared for this this morning. No, you killed it. Great job. Elizabeth Kimball joins us this morning. Again, if you want to find out more, AGFC, which is Arkansas Game and Fish Commission, agfc.com to find out more about the spring break events. Elizabeth, great job, and we'll talk to you again soon, okay? Sounds great. Thank you so much for having me this morning. Have a great day. It's the K-Fine Breakfast Club, powered by Families, Inc. 
Brandon Baxter in the morning. Hey, don't forget we have a podcast. It is the Brandon Baxter in the morning podcast available wherever you get podcasts. So you can listen to it uh, on iHeartRadio, on Spotify, on TuneIn, on Alexa. Just say, Alexa, play the Brandon Baxter in the morning podcast. Downloaded on uh, Apple Podcasts mm-hmm. and Google Play. So it's everywhere. Uh, anyway, Kelly Perry, what's on TV tonight? The seventh season premiere of The Masked Singer. The 42nd season premiere of Survivor on CBS. 42nd. Wow, that's crazy. <laughs> and then tonight's schedule also includes The Flash, Chicago Med, Chicago Fire, A Million Little Things, Chicago PD. And tonight, Dolly Parton will be with Trevor Noah. Hope you guys have a great day. And we'll talk to you back here tomorrow morning on Brandon Baxter in the morning.